a face pube hair. Nothing's worse than getting a pubey like stuck in the back of your throat. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Thank God it's something I will never have to worry about. No, wait a minute. It is something I'll have to worry about. <laughs> I was thinking like my own. I'm thinking, oh, I don't, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> I hope it's not your own. <laughs> <laughs> Although if you it, if it was your own, that'd be a hell of a trick. <laughs> no. I think you could go on tour and freak shows if you could do Dear that. Dear God. How did I don't know. Some oh. people can do it. I don't think chicks can do it. Not as hard as you could. It's not as hard as you think, probably. Your husband's completely shaven. <laughs> but that's when you get him, because it's like a loose one, though. It's just cut. <laughs> well, it'd be like a pokey one, like you have a wool sweater in the back of your throat. That's what it's like, I know, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I've been down on the 1970s beef before, I know how oh, it is. Dear God. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah, it changes it up a little bit. Mm, I can't imagine I'd be on board. Nowadays, it's like, oh, all you see is just parquet flooring. Sometimes you want to see a shag rug every once in a while. I don't know. I just think when you when there's too much rug, there's like other things. <laughs> like I don't know. It just seems gross. There's things hiding out in the rug. I know. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they say they get rid of crabs. Is you shave one side and then set the other side on fire, and as they run out, <laughs> you just get them. <laughs> They're so full of shit. <laughs> oh dear God. Oh my God. Just set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's a call to flaming panda. Just set on fire. <laughs> I think it was the sound effect that caught me off guard. <laughs> that was my impression of the girl going, "What? Oh." <laughs> You want me to set it? What? I didn't. I didn't catch that. I thought it was like the the effect of being set on fire. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of tame. Yeah, set no, somebody's that's... lady bits on fire. What? I'm lucky enough to ha to never had to have experienced that. Luckily. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Right, well, I think I'm ready to start. You guys are. I got Wait. my cup of coffee. Do you need to go make you some tea? Um. Sure. Great idea. Yeah, let me go get a glass real quick. I even ended up taking a little bit of a nap today. I didn't even realize it. Like, I was playing Fallout, and uh, I paused the game and, like, closed my eyes for a second. I was feeling drowsy, and I woke up, and it was an hour later. Oh, <laughs> wow. Shit. Hey, well, that's cool. Yes, Goon? I took a very embarrassing nap the other day. Oh, dear. Embarrassing one? I sat down on the toilet and fell asleep. <laughs> oh. I took a man nap. At, I woke up as I was falling to the right no. into the bathtub, hitting my head on the tub. Oh man! You no. hit your head on the tub. <laughs> oh good. It was hilarious. That's hilarious. Aw, did your legs fall asleep? Yeah, I got the. Uh, we call it toilet palsy. <laughs> toilet palsy. <laughs> what? Oh my god. <laughs> but I'm trying to get up. My socks are go sliding. You know, I'm kind of dazed. Trying to get up, ankles, pants around my ankles, trying to get up off the floor. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh man, I hope Once you Once in wiped. a lifetime. Hope you wiped before not. you passed out. Maybe maybe that made his fall easier. <laughs> he just slid down. Ew. The floor. I'm wearing my birthday suit and I got a luscious blonde wig on. Don't worry, as soon as I spawn, I'll find more things to kill me. 
<laughs> what the heck is this? It's like seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck in a cage. Warning. Hey, warning. Please don't podcast and crap at the same time. I like to find an area that is heavily populated with herbivores and farm that delicious brown stuff. Badger has put his big stamp of approval. <laughs> Fresh spawns, veteran tamers, and all survivors in between. We'd like to welcome you to Rated Ark, the Ark Survival Evolved podcast. By the way, this is explicit. Explicitly explicit. Explicitly. Explicit. Welcome, <laughs> welcome <laughs> survivors, new and old, to episode 47 of Rated Ark, the Ark Survival Evolved podcast. Today is the 18th of March, 2017. We are a CRR hosted gaming group, CRR gaming group hosted podcast. So that means the voices can change each week, but the roundtable discussion will always be about ARC. We have many ways you can contact us to share feedback, tips, or adventures. You can reach the show by emailing ratedark at gmail.com. You can tweet the show at ratedark on Twitter. You can grab the RSS feed, get our show notes, and apply to join us in game at ratedark.podbean.com. You can now watch us record each episode Saturdays on Twitch at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, www.twitch.tv slash rated arc. We are going to introduce now, well, I'm going to introduce now our abbreviated cast, which includes myself, Esmeralda Sky. Hello, hello. Bo Render. What up, peeps? And Goon. Hello. I'd like to say, um... Temporary so long to Luminan and Iron Badger, who are on hiatus from the show for a little while. Uh, don't know when they'll join us again, but their seats are always welcome. Absolutely. Yep, they got a, we have a revolving door when life gets busy and you don't know if you can, you know, be on as much as you thought. You know, you got to step away from the No, what happened? Being oh, Amish, they, they finally yeah. are like cracking down on them. They're like, yeah, you have technology that's not allowed. They finally found him. He was found in his basement, him. huddled away on his laptop. Yeah. They, and they kicked the door in. <laughs> yep, they said... A bunch of bearded dudes just raided his laptop. Or them. Do, you, do you think the bars in Amish jail are made out of wood? Hmm, probably made out of no. soap. They have iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of the Amish mafia. <laughs> okay, no, did you ever watch butter. that show? Did you ever watch that show, Goon? The, uh, the Amish mafia. No. It was on like the Learning Channel or National Geographic or something. I was, was just, just like, thinking, if it's real, shit? they wouldn't allow technology real. to record them because they're like, against it. Why would they even agree to have that on TV? Because <laughs> they were yeah. they were like not real ones that were the ones that the cameras were following. Other people that were real were covering their faces or they'd have to blur them. Mm. You know, they didn't want anything to do with it. So it was cameras it gonna was steal a, your soul. It was a wacky. It was a wacky show. Gonna hey. steal your soul, brother. Yeah. Um, wagon, wagon driving by real slow for a drive-by. It was a really weird... It was interesting, but it was definitely not that it was not real. Like, all the non... The reality shows are not really real. No. But what is real is Loot Drop. We would like to give a big CRR welcome to Link Show. Welcome to Crossroad Rebellion. Hey. <laughs> and now we're moving on to Fresh from the Forge. I'll give you some more of that boring stuff you like there, Lee. That right there. I like the combination of the I two know. the best. Yeah, I think that's what we... I end up hitting two buttons. 
All right. Uh, Twitter was not very busy this week, but we do have some very important tweets. We had um, Jen at Bubbly One saying, we are aware of an Xbox crash related to controllers shutting down. Player Daddy owners' temp solution is to keep your controller plugged in. And then she additionally retweeted a Twitter citizen named Joshua that said there was a temporary workaround he found, and the wor- workaround for the controller disconnect is plug it in after the press anything to start game screen goes away, and it worked fine for him. So that might be something you can try. Um, we do also have another tweet from Jen that said the Xbox patch version 751 is available for download as a 19 gigabyte download. So if you haven't already done that, you can have oh, that only 19 gigs. Not bad. Right. <laughs> so servers will be updated and redeployed shortly. And then that was like six, seven. See, this is where the console people are going to have a hard time with games like this. Of course, consoles usually have around the 250 gigabyte to 500 gigabyte range. And when one game starts to take up like 60, 70 gigabytes on its own, uh-huh. that space goes fast. Ah. It goes real fast. Yeah, I could see where that would become a big problem. Ugh. I wonder how they're going to work around that. Well, the, ready to the, buy a bigger hard drive. Yeah, the new and newer consoles, they have a terabyte. Like the one I just got has one, I think, one terabyte. So I'm pretty good on that. And you can buy hard drives that you could pop in. It means so like it, they can fix it if they really oh, want to. God. But, you know, console people aren't used to that. Console right. people are used to just playing with what they have. You know, whatever right. the system comes with, that's what they're used to using. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Uh, one of the biggest and probably most important tweet was coming out of Jat, and it was so big, he had to use the Tweet Longer app. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's when you can't fit it into 140 characters. You have to download an entirely different program to let you tweet more, and that's what Jat had to do when he was telling us about the Xbox XDK patch information. He said, hey guys, we're going to work through these issues this weekend and get a patch out for it as soon as possible. We'll book a cert session with Microsoft for Monday, That because today is Saturday, and so they're talking about this upcoming Monday. Asserts only take place during the week if they're able to, so we can get the patch out then or Tuesday. And these are the current issues that they are aware of with the new um, XDK update. Controller shutdown kills application. And then they put in there, you can plug a wire into your controller to keep it charged and active and then host a player dedicated. Player dedicated and non-dedicated servers are only listing one at a time. Servers are not listing in the servers on cluster session list under the travel to another ARC option. And inviting to or joining via invite, a password protected player daddy server fails and you can't successfully invite or join game into an official server. So they have a lot of stuff that needs to be fixed and patched, but they won't be able to touch it um, or get it to Microsoft till Monday. So I've got a couple days on that. So they're shooting for Monday or Tuesday. So just keep your eyes peeled for more information on that. Um, they did include another um, person's workaround. They tweeted on Twitter and it said, this is true. I hope, oh, okay. They said, okay, I found if you even go to the join screen and unplug your controller after a few seconds, it crashes. And then another player said, this is true. I host a dedicated and it crashed as soon as the controller turns off. So I did include the graphic of all the different workarounds these players were tweeting back because there's like four different comments. I include that in our show notes, but um, so you can track that down. 
Um, and then so for some um, fun Fresh from the Forge news, we're going to cover two articles that um, were covering Arc Jesse and Arc Jeremy's um, discussion at GDC. There is a lengthy video. I hope that we can um, take a, this upcoming week to go over and discuss it for next weekend. But for now, we got two articles. One, we had to translate from German <laughs> to bring it to you guys. And another one is an older um, interview that was not released yet. But we're going to be sharing that Q&A from there, too, because it actually has a lot of great information. So um, this is the, the article that is uh, it's by Peter Steinlichner found on golem.de and there's a write-up covering part of the GD GDC presentation that Arc Jesse and Arc Jeremy performed at GDC 17 that was this year um, regarding Arc's development Jeremy was quoted saying we did not have one of these thick concepts for Arc Survival Evolved but only a few pieces of data for us and, our, and for our partners and Jesse added that we always had the plan to develop our game together with the community um, at GDC 17, Steiglitz and Rapsack, Jesse Rapsack, described how they, ha how they had to systematically capture and evaluate the wishes, suggestions, and ideas of the community. During the presentation, Jesse said, one thing we did right from the start was the use of a small but extremely good team of community managers. We are game designers, not communication professionals, so we got real experts early. They also did mention, you cannot always listen to the community. It is not always easy to assess whether a loud minority proposes a change, but the silent majority has a completely different opinion. And how they um, tackle this, the studio has developed a scorecard which helps them to examine proposals for fixed procedure and thus systematically allows them to arrive at decisions about the future of Arc Survival Evolved. <clears throat> These are some of the points they cover on the scorecard. Okay. How enthusiastic is the team of an idea? In most cases, a simple vote answers this question. Bullet point number two. What does the community say? Bullet point number three. Does the change help new players? If so, the developer is a plus. Next bullet point. The change on the way to the final version of Arc. You know, I think that Google Translate did an imperfect job. It probably did. Yeah, but you know what? It's yeah. the best we got. Yeah, right. Unless we're going to speak German. Right. So I disclaimer to all our listeners, we didn't actually do this ourselves. Yes. Because <laughs> none of us really speak German. No. No. All right. The next bullet point. Would the community argue about it if it only helps a certain group? The community management tries to find this as objectively as possible. For example, the polls or distributed messages in the social network. Next bullet point. Are the changes or innovations easy to develop? Next one. How well can the team implement the innovations? Finally, the relevant content leads to this question. And they said the more of these questions are answered with a plus, the more likely these changes, innovations, or additional functions will be implemented. And according to Steiglitz and Rapsack, other tools such as the ratings on Steam are of only limited use. They're quoted saying the reviews on Steam are great to know just how the mood is in the community. But if your game is really good, the number of active gamers is actually the best, said Steiglitz. So what are you guys' thoughts on their, their scorecard situation or any other quotes that I shared with you? Well, it just makes sense to me that if they've got the more players there are, the better it means your game. Yeah. 
I like how they do a checklist. You know, it's a very systematic, systematic way of going through the process, evaluating, you know, what they put into ARC. And especially when they go through how they use a the player feedback in the checklist. It's nice to hear how much that is actually involved in their decision making. I agree. Um, the video um, I'm going to have available for us to watch to, to discuss um, with the crew next week, it, it actually, they go through the scorecard step by step. And they really explain how in depth um, each point, and even they even go as far to say that sometimes, even when the scorecard says, "Nope, don't do it," they still do it. They said like with the sheep. <laughs> so I mean, when um the video that they put out from GDC that we can talk about, man, it's gonna really um open some eyes. It's it's really cool. They did a great job, and it was really neat. I to like that to... they put it out there. Yeah, just so we too. could see like how it's done and what goes yeah. through their heads. That's really cool. Yep. It really, I think, answers a lot of the questions that a lot of us have had um, over the past year of even doing this podcast was just like, why? Why would they do this? Why? You know, so it was really awesome that they shared this whole scorecard thing with us. It really was uh, eye-opening. But we're going to open your eyes even more. Um, We're all going to take turns uh, doing this Eurogamer interview. It, like I said, was unreleased. I put the, I will, the link is in the show notes for that, but, um, it is all from Reddit and it was with Eurogamer and Jeremy Steiglitz, lead designer, lead programmer, dev director, co-creator, director, co-founder of Studio Wildcard. That dude has the most titles ever, I swear. Um, so Goon is going to be reading the questions of the interview and Fo, Lee, and I are going to take turns being Jeremy and replying. So Fo, you... Fo, you're the first, Jeremy, and Goon is going to get you started with the first question. Yeah, Jeremy, are you constantly surprised at how successful ARC continues to be? And how so? I was surprised at the initial success. In fact, to be frank, I was tremendously concerned that the game's $2 million development budget was going to be a loss. At ARC's release, we were neither the first successful survival game nor the first dinosaur survival game on Steam platform. Since then, I've become more confident in ARK's appeal to players, as well as what things ARK is currently good at and where we still have a lot more work to do. As for its continued success, we have a motto at Wildcard, which we try to live up to, not always successfully. Earn your players every single day it's hard work. Was that the motto? <laughs> I was yeah. waiting for the motto. Okay. <laughs> Earn your players every single day. It's more of a statement. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Well, All right, goon. Why release Ark on console when it remains incomplete on PC? With a game this large and a team this small, if we didn't release it on consoles early in order to gain the critical gameplay and technical feedback necessary for a reasonably smooth retail launch next year, we'd likely end up with a massive QA nightmare on trying to ship the complete version. In essence, we get to leverage the millions of console ARC players to help quality check and polish the game, and they get, by popular demand, to play the game early and get it at a steep discount compared to the final retail pro- final retail price. It's fairly win-win in that respect. And that makes perfect sense to me. That was something I think we all kind of figured. Yeah. Yep, and that was something I know that we've at least asked ourselves or we were we've discussed in the past and that was something that really irritated people it was just like, "What? Why is this even happening?" 
Right, and that would seem to be the general consensus we all reached was, well, it must be because they're using console players as the guinea pig, you know? Yep. Yep, agreed. I just console want... players, I mean computer players is the, the guinea pig. Yeah, we're Not the bad. guinea pig. Yeah, yeah. I want him to, st- I want them to start to, like, stop using the, the, the uh, small team as an excuse. I really want them to hire some new people. The game's popular, it's making some cash. At this point, you should know the size of your game and start to hire the uh, proper staff to take care of things. Well, if they did that, they wouldn't be able to afford all the airfare tickets to China and shit, wherever they're going. Or paying those amazing modders $4,000 a month to test out those badass sweet mods. Yummy. Those are kind of employees that they did take on, you know, so I bet they gotta kinda... In a sense, yeah. Yeah, assess that, and then maybe bring on more, I guess, I don't know. Sure. Maybe. Um, yeah. I noticed that, like, Susan, Jeremy's wife, she helps out as much as she can on Twitter. She'll tweet, like, customer support links and, like, little reminders for art community people. And Jen recently was on vacation following GDC this past week. So you definitely saw more activity from Jat because he's always very active. But I saw an upswing between Jeremy and Jat and then other the community managers and employees trying to um, you know, maybe fill that gap. So you can definitely tell a difference in load of uh, workload when when one of them is gone. If you're on Twitter, but and I think during that video that I watched for GDC, he said that their team is like what was it like around 24 ish people. So, but I think they work. You know, they work hand in hand with other de- studios too. So you know, because their- like I know it's like it's hard, but it's just something like when you're dealing with a with a population as large i mean yeah you I have agree. to think about it you're going to be making money when you make an expansion like yep. that's why you're keeping all these players in the pen is so when you do release content that is paid for you have a super large pool of people that are going to be True. paying you for that content yep so you know yeah i agree definitely especially the growth that they've experienced it's just right I mean, yeah it's just crazy you know and there's like a lot of people with it like way less like like You'll always have the hardcores, which they'll they'll hang with Ark no matter what. I mean, small team, big team, as long as I get to play the game, I'm happy. But there are a lot of people that will go when, like, things don't go their way. Like, there's a lot of people that are just barely hanging on. But you don't want to lose those people because those people pay money, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought was kind of interesting, um, how they touched base, um, even in the article about um, the customer reviews you know like on steam like they're i think it's awesome like how they see like when people get irritated with stuff they go there they read it and they use that as kind of like a thermometer to test uh how our, our feelings are like a gauge but then they really don't you know they just keep a really good eye on how many active players they have to kind of gauge if they're doing something right or wrong and and um, and I think it's cool that they did note that they at least recognized that they were not communication professionals, <laughs> so they, yeah. they knew to hire you know get those people in those spots right off right off the bat. So I thought that was cool too. So well, I think some of the be... professionals they've hired have said some stupid shit. Yeah. They might want to well, they want to reevaluate their yeah. uh, team there. That rock. Well, with this approach that they're like taking, they need that because yeah, they, they are taking a lot of player input to develop their game. So you need yep. someone to be able to get, you know, the person that will translate that back and forth, you know, as yep. as like smoothly as possible. True, true. Next question. There was a great deal of criticism regarding the Scorched Earth expansion. 
what would you have done differently, you know, with hindsight? Well, we should have messaged it sooner and explained our goals with it before launch rather than at the last minute of release. In the long run, though, it's been good for ARK's gameplay, the new metagame expanding feature called Cross Art Travel, which allows players to dynamically travel their characters, items, and creatures between servers is entirely due to the technical work done for the launch of Scorched Earth which is, was the intent, to get all key technical and design systems to, to, support, to support that expansion arcs down the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. All right. Next question. <laughs> What else can you say? <laughs> oh. All right. The last minute release? I don't, there was nothing. There was no last minute anything. It's like, here you go. Yeah, there was, there was no, no release of anything, any information. It, everybody it was true. It was just like, hey, there's an expansion. We're like, what? Exactly. <laughs> and I think I was immediately like, Text Lee, hey Lee, you will not believe this. It's like everybody but, was buying it from work and we didn't even care. Exactly. I'll be honest, I kind of like that though. I, I like this surprise. I, I don't got to read about it for weeks and be Thank like, oh you. man, I can't wait for this. I can't. I like this. It was like, hey, guess what? Expansion that you can download right now. It's like, yeah. hell yeah. I totally agree with you. I think that that is a really good point because. I know we talked what happened, you know, the pros and cons or the yes and no's and the yays and nays of everything. But when you when you see it like that, it's really true. It's they really have an amazing hype train, you know, and I think those little things, those little sneak sneak slip ins, you know, you're like, what? You know, it was amazing. It was such it was it was awesome. If you were a true arc lover, like that was just you, I, and it was you know perfect. what? I could use another. You the could and DLC it's called, like that to draw me back into the dude, game. Dude, right it's now. called Extinction Core, and it's on the season. Yeah, dude, you're right missing now. out on that, man. Total fucking missing out. You have no idea. It is an entirely new expand. Like it's everything's new, new to everything. It's really awesome. It's it's basically an expansion in my it eyes. Is. It really is. It's not. No, I'm just no. like like with Scorch. It was a whole like new map and everything. You know. Well, when's the last know, time was... you put your little feet on the island? Yeah. It's when's been the a last while. time? Yeah. Yes. It's it's it really is um it has breathed, you know, breathed new life into a lot of us. So Yeah. There, there's your question. If you want to look out your back door and have a big old broodmother knocking on it, that's the place to be. <laughs> yeah, but see, you, that's dude. not that's not what I'm looking for. I mean, I'm not looking for just juiced up versions of stuff that already exists or multiple. There's other stuff. There's tribe you know. people. Yeah. You, could, you could put on a yellow wig and the yellow tribe people won't bother you unless their chief is around then they'll kick the shit out of you <laughs> that's funny it's just it's a lot of different stuff you know going on plus there's stargates we picked a lot of cool mods this season so you can just teleport from one place to the next if you don't want to have to deal with that it's it's pretty crazy and if you miss taming in any way it's like a whole new experience like you like taming alphas and the primals and the bosses it's just it's not like a uh how, how like how like most mods do it with this like with this this like 
they'll have the extra monsters. You knock them out just like really. No, no. There's a lot of steps. There's they really well thought it. It's it feels like an expansion. It feels like it's actually part of the the uh, main game. Yeah, crazy music plays. There's skeletal dinosaurs that if you go near it, they get really pissed off and start like spawning zombie dodos and. It's just nuts. You're just out of the middle of nowhere and you hear some like rock Indian music playing and you're like, oh shit, what's by me? What's by <laughs> me? You know, it's just nuts. And you and see other like, this... human enemies. It's <laughs> yeah, awesome. It's... Oh, the uh, tribes are great. Yeah, the tribes are really awesome. You could tame your, or you could tame tribe people and have like an army. You can build an army and they're so not buggy like the weird ass and um, the bush people were. These are not crazy. They don't do, they don't run around with poop suits. And like <laughs> walk through your wall, or they will break in though. Like, um, didn't you leave your back door open one time, foe? Yeah, one walked in my kitchen. Yes. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing in my kitchen, man? He's in there just munching away. That was so crazy. Foe. No, he ran at me a, with a pike. Yeah, dude. There's a tech tier tribe that totally flattened. <laughs> smash his face like totally rolled up in there but if you build in that area that's what you get i built over where um goon and i live on the west coast and i haven't had any drama so but i yeah I, where i moved from there's lots of drama <laughs> by the green knob don't move there has anybody built on the peninsula i used to build on the island i don't think so i don't think a claw tip is done right now i don't i don't think but what did you right. build claw tip the claw tip area yeah. It's like mid, mid, like a, it's like middle south yeah. on the map. Okay. Like south southwest-ish. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, back to Scorched Earth. It, def it definitely wasn't um a, a late release. It was a, hey, here's a release. Right. Good morning. You got a new DLC to download. I hope they do the same thing with oh, the next God, major expansion. That would be awesome. It would be cool to do. What kind of an expansion would you guys like if they were to drop it on? I want to see like tropical rainforest sort of thing. Well, isn't that kind of what the island is mostly already anyway? No. Like, the island is like like all different bios. Like I think it's like a perfectly balanced bio thing. Yeah. Like thick jungle with there. vines and stuff. Oh, like the whole thing, like there's no getting out of it. Like you're in there with rivers, like there's no, like the, yeah. the, like the scorched, we're pretty much, there's no getting out of the scorched. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of neat. I think an all underwater one would be kind of cool. I was going to say all underground, maybe. Ugh, I hated that map. When we did that map at Foes, like I felt so claustrophobic. I guess underwater yeah. would kind of do that to me too. Just like super dense when like, you, even if you like fly up above it, all you see is trees when you look down, you know? Yeah. That's how I feel in the center a lot of the time already anyway. Feel like what? That you but just it's see just trees? super dense jungle. Yeah. There's a lot of, lot of jungle in trees there. How about you, Goon? What kind of a uh, under, or what kind of an uh, extension? What kind of underwear do you wear? Yeah, what kind of underwear do you wear, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not the sticky Commando one all the way. <laughs> What'd you say? Sorry. Commando all the way. Commando. <laughs> okay. uh, that just sounds like it gets sticky. Yeah. Freaking beans. Freaking Nothing beans. Wrong with, nothing <laughs> wrong with having bat wings. Oh, um, yeah, no, I'd like to do like an uh, African safari style. I'd love to see something Ooh, like that. Ooh, that is... Oh, like savannas, grasslands and stuff? Yeah. Oh, that'd, that'd, be, awesome. that'd be cool, too. I would, yeah. I would dig that, too. Yeah. Dude, like I think megalithic times with like all the the mammoths and stuff out there. 
saber-tooth hunting, saber-tooths hunting mammoths and shit out in the grasslands. That would be really cool. Yeah, it would. Yeah, always have to watch be... what's jumping out of the grass at you. Yeah. All right. Well, what's our next question? Well, now that Ark is available on major consoles, what does that mean for PC version? Will it continue to be the lead platform for the game? Yep. Thanks to Steam, we will always use PC as a live literation platform. The capability which Steam provides developers to publish game updates at will is tremendously powerful and a little scary, as it can be all too easy to release a broken build. The PCR com community seems to be up to the challenge of experiencing the latest and greatest, even in sometimes it is the roughest, and we value those players' feedback and debugging, debugging prowess tremendously. On console, each update has to go through a certification proce process, which is much faster than in the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 days, but can still take several days or even a week. Thus, it's important that the consoles get content which is a little more stabilized, and our schedule typical, typically has the consoles receiving corresponding updates about three weeks after the PC version. Which is kind of, I think, what all of us think about that. Yeah. Is, yeah, that Steam is a, is a lot more, is way easier to just go, oh, here you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, the consoles, they have, you know, the uh, Microsoft and Sony, they yep. want to view the content first Those before they men. put it on. Right. Just like like iTunes you can't just put something on iTunes it has to go through like a little certification yeah before you could open up like an iTunes account and like post stuff to it yep and we just give the crap to the PC and we have to do a good job for the console not like that <laughs> those guinea pigs like I said mm-hmm <laughs> well to all the console players you're welcome yes you're welcome <laughs> we take the shaft so you don't have to yeah so quit bitching about getting everything after us oh that's Lee Harvey at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, cross art transfers seem to be quite divisive. How are they working out, and how do you plan to evolve the concept? Jeremy said, "I think that cross arc. I think that the cross arc system introduced in November, which is mentioned, allows players to travel their characters and creatures between servers, has worked out pretty nicely." It has added more dynamics to the PvP aspect of the game, which was previously becoming ossified due to the all-powerful Alpha Tribes ruling their own servers without any potential challengers. Now it's possible for weaker groups of players from multiple servers to band together to take down some of the infamous powers that be. And they have. The flip side is that some marauding Alphas have also been rolling through server after server and wiping peaceful players off the map for the sheer thrill of destruction. While there's not a perfect solution yet, We've mitigated the downsides to some extent by providing new, isolated servers that are disconnected from the cross-arc network, along with some transfer cooldown and tracking features to see where players have come from. We're almost through the, our first phase of collecting feedback and data on how cross-arc is used, and I do believe that the pros of these gameplay mechanics outweigh the cons. We expect to make a few more significant changes in January, such as new kinds of items and structures that help protect against random marauders. So I'm assuming this was this past January. Yeah, the tech tech stuff I was talking about earlier. Yeah. I imagine 
Yeah, because remember, that's the one thing we saw that when they introduced the tech... It seems like they should have introduced the tech building stuff first, maybe, and then the gear. Because um, if the the video they showed you, people are just busting through the wooden walls and just flattening um, the houses and stuff. But now they have, like, the tech building supplies. So... That kind of that will help. Well, you kind of need the tech gear to get more of like oh, the element to build with. That's so true. You can, yeah, I didn't think about that part. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess. But yeah, that does make more sense. Have you guys ever heard of someone going around to all these different servers, going, "Hey, you want to band together and get the big guys?" No, I haven't heard any of that. Oh, I have. I, I know there's a po- there's posts you'll you'll find. Let me see if I can find them on Survive the Ark. I know there's a whole forum for it. Like, people hiring um, other tribes to go and wipe tribes on other servers. Um, other people I've seen on Steam be like, hey, I'm tired of getting my ass kicked by this tribe. Does anybody want to come and create a tribe? And let's, uh, you know, their main goal in the game is to build up and go and get back. You know, there's a lot of that going on. Hmm. Okay. Which is what I think they wanted. Because it, it kind of helped, just like how we felt when Scorched Earth was brought in. And like you had just said, um, you know, you kind of felt like it came in at the perfect time. Um, that, I guess, they feel kind of like this did too. This this kind of um, gave a, a breath of fresh air to the that community. Because the Alpha tribes were getting stagnant. They were just kind of running a server. And this kind of gave other, those locked in Alpha tribes on those servers a little bit of uh, something to work towards because now they weren't high on the hog. There's always somebody out there bigger than you. And if they can make their way over there and somebody calls out the bat signal, they can come over there and and go at it Alpha to Alpha. You know, it kind of stirred up. uh, High on the hog. Yeah, exactly. High on the hog. That's right, smoking some hog. <laughs> this is better than being below the hog. <laughs> Blowing the hog. That's not <laughs> nice, Lee. I didn't say blow. Lee I said at gmail.com. <laughs> You're the one who took it there, I think. <laughs> and there are mega tribes, like tribes that are purposely going server to server and they build up, and there's like 100 people in one tribe, and they just close down servers and just raid them. Yep. I'm trying All to that stuff is them. happening. And I think it's really cool. I've said it in the past. Yeah. I think at first I didn't like it and I was mad at it. But then after thinking about it, I was like, this really opens the game as like yeah. a worldly domination type game now. It's cool. Yeah. Yep. I think the part that really was frustrating people was the blocking of the obs. Um, you know, they're still, you're never going to make everybody happy. You're not going to have yes. to. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's something that they touched on. Um, was that fact that they realized they're not ever going to make everybody happy, but you kind of try to make the most or the majority of the players happy, or or at least try to um, insert something into the game that can help fix other problems that other people are having in the game. And people were not wanting to come back and play because they couldn't even um, build up on a server without an alpha if you were on in a, in a server with an abusive alpha. And now it kind of helps those alphas be um, keep check because there's the potential that they can get on. Like I just got on, it's the cross arc strategizing. It is um, at survivethearc.com. It's this actual forum they put out there. And I believe there is one for each. This is one for PC. I'm going to back up. They have one for PC, um, and then I believe there, there is one for Xbox and stuff too. But um, they have uh, cross-arc strategizing, 
tribe meta- migrated to 304 and they think they own the server. People get on. I'll click on that one. Um, it's, uh, yeah, a tribe named Armageddon migrated over to our server about a month ago and set up shop and everything was fine. They were peaceful and helped out tribes. Now they have a fortress set up and a few turrets. They think they're the kings. They wiped some dude for warning them a Giga was close to their base because they assumed it was an insult that they would be afraid of the Giga. So they threatened random people in the chat for just talking to each other. And our alpha is the most passive alpha I've ever seen. The only time they've done anything was when our server got invaded by a large group of people they are not by any means prepared for an all-out attack despite all their talking they have tower of turrets that could easily be brought down and a couple rows of plan x planet plan x despite their gloating they have trouble dealing with about three guys with long necks attacking them and their teams just sad <laughs> if anyone could come in and wipe the gd grins off their face i and most of the server would be so grateful so Sounds like a plan i know right and that's that is um that's what's going on you know in, in these forums they actually have your this cross arc migrating and and stuff is actually a thing they are strategizing. Plus, there's the trading, like we've talked about before. Not only is there um, bounties and, hey, putting out the bat signal, there's trading back and forth. Um, so, I mean, it's it's definitely... At first, we were looking at it just more or less from a PvP standpoint. Um, but um, I remember Teddy saying that he loved the cross arc stuff for PvE because if he got bored on the island, he can just go over to another server and like his buddy that thought he was trapped on scorch he could definitely go over and check out the center you know so it's pretty cool plus at the end of the day it really made it that much easier for wildcard because they had the the scorched as a as a payable dlc like once people did get bored they could they didn't have to start all over on scorch they could just pay for that map and then just cross over there with like some of their dinos if they wanted they didn't have to start from the bottom to enjoy the content so you know it was a win-win for that no but it's also nice too where um if you if you do have a server where the alphas are real douchebags you could move yeah, true. And yeah, you don't true. have to restart a new character yes. from level one. You could pick up and just be like, I'm out. Peace. I'm taking some of my dinos. And I'm going to go play you, somewhere that's you, not a bunch you. of douchebags. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly how you do it. Yep. That was even happening on our PVE 36 official that we were playing on. People were moving because it was getting so packed that People could not find a place to build back when the performance was absolutely horrible and people actually were moving. You'd see big trails of people going to the OB to move to another server, you know, and then they actually um, have residents on like Scorched and they will bring over the wyverns and sell them to the people on the island. So it's definitely really awesome for big business too in the PVE sector. So that's cool. And then from what I understand, you don't have to own Scorch to even have, um, a, you don't have to have purchased Scorched in order to purchase a Wyvern off from somebody in the game. You don't have to have that DLC. So if you don't have Scorched and you're playing on the island, but somebody else has Scorched and they bring you over a Wyvern and sell it to you and you can actually purchase it, you don't have to have the DLC to have it. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool for anybody who You just can't know that. go on, like, the new Squash Earth map. No, you that's can't. All. No, you can have the, all the um, stuff from it when people, if they want to bring it over and sell it to you, but... Yep. So, yeah, that's the thing. If you didn't know, cross-arc strategizing on the com. 
They have all kinds of listings. They even have people saying, hey, um, they, they're just looking to join up and take down brood mothers. Um, they're looking to um, join a tribe that's looking to take down an alpha. You know, like there's people saying, hey, I have this many, this many hours in the game. These are my, I'm really skilled in this type of PvP. And if you're looking for another body to help take down an alpha, I'm, I'm your man or your woman, you know, so. You can be yeah. a mercenary for hire. Yeah, that's... You yeah. can be a merc. You can be a merc. I'll live my life as a merc, mercenary. Yeah. No On the run. <laughs> Metallica made that song about me. With belt holes. <laughs> it's wherever I may roam. Oh, where I lay no. my head is home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I hear a word. Oh. Ark will be coming out out of early access, you know, this next year. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Is that a daunting prospect and why? Well, it's actually not as daunting as you might think. We have a roadmap for the remaining content and features we consider 1.0. And when we've completed that roadmap in first quarter next year, that's around now, then we ship... This is made easier by the game's existing releases on Xbox One and PS4 so that we already have live operational builds on the key console platforms. However, it's important to keep in mind that shipping the game isn't nearly the end of the road for ARC development. Far from it. We intend to keep adding many features and free content post-launch for years ka -ching, ka -ching. Because frankly... We have ideas for further premium expansion content, which we intend to introduce to ARC post-launch. It's therefore in our interest to keep the game fresh and exciting as long as people are enjoying playing it. Okay, this is the one I had my comments about. You're talking about free content post-launch, like expansions. But then they turned around and sold Scorched Earth right off the bat. <laughs> well, I'm thinking by free content, they mean more dinos, yeah, maybe probably. some more tech gear, stuff like that. And then they'll have more full expansions where they're going to make their money. I mean, they have to make yeah. money. They you know, they heard business. Premium. Yeah, so yeah there is going to be expansions, and that, and, and that will be the uh, new maps with like major content. So they even talked about we have ideas for further premium expansions right after the free. And the free in quotes is what gets me more than anything. Oh. <laughs> it's like free, free, quote unquote. <laughs> right. Free. Yeah. yeah. And slipping one by the old goonster. <laughs> exactly. What do you think, Lee? Um, I kind of think Foam had a good point. They are a business. They are going to try and make money. And yeah, if they're going to release free, forgive me for doing the air quotes with my fingers there, uh, content, it will be stuff like, you know, dinosaurs here and there, new... Um, you know, types of gear, maybe additions to, uh, like the building sets, stuff like that. You know, just things to flesh out the game as it already exists. Anything that's going to be a large batch of content, like Scorched was. You know, it was essentially a whole new, right? A whole new game. You know, I mean, it, it was still the same core mechanics and everything, but it was a new world and it had some new mechanics. You know, with the environmental, uh challenges that you faced in it so those things where they require that much work to essentially rebuild the game from the ground up that'll they'll charge for that i would expect them to i wouldn't expect them to just give that away for free 
Yeah, I I actually agree with um I I think how they said that they're going to lay it out too like with that you know give us a little bit of breadcrumbs here and there like they're doing keep that hype train going keep let having us get new items and dinos or you know things that we can work towards um and then if you want to pay for something bigger and better and and refresh your game buy that premium content you know i think they just got to be careful not to string it out so long i mean they've been stringing yeah. out the the you know final version of the game for a really long time now and you're going to have people who are going to lose interest in it before it ever gets fully released and then you're not going to have those people around to buy your dlcs when you release yep i bet they probably like they said gauge to you know they might have stuff already locked and loaded but when their active players get down a little bit and people stop logging in because they're waiting for that new stuff you know, that might be when they let a trickle out, you know, give them, give them a new dino. Let's get that. You know, they might have that, that little quota of, hey, when our active players get to this point, then that's how they, they actually uh, gauge their release. You may be very right. And if they're doing that, I just have to say that is very manipulative. Uh, I, I guess that's how I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would be like constantly topping off. You like, know, well, like, we've got like this, coffee, we could you know? release it now, but we're just going to hold on to it until we start yeah. losing players yeah. and you gotta goose keep, our, our player numbers with a little bit of... You gotta blow your wad, you gotta... That is very manipulative. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I don't know if it's manipulative or if it's just smart. Oh, no, it's longevity. It's all about longevity. <laughs> you don't want people to eat all... You don't want to eat all of your hors d'oeuvres. You want to put 10 on a plate at a time, send it out... When people start looking for, they're hungry and looking for another server, then you send out 10 more. You know, you got to stretch See, it this out. is the essential difference between male and female thinking. Oh, You is see it? it as a good thing. Males just see it as manipulative. Males like to blow their wads. And... <laughs> no, what do you expect? I'm just kidding. I got mine, I'm done. All right. <laughs> and considering that the males is like a fraction of the length right? of the females, then, you know. What's that? I said, considering that the male is a fraction of the length of the female orgasm. I mean, come on. Come on. We got jip. Come on. Right? So you can't, you can't not, ex- you can't expect us to not want it. <laughs> Dude, is it there? Give it to us now. Oh dear God. <laughs> kind of like the next question, Goon. Well, I, before we go to the next question, I, okay. They're talking about <laughs> my mind messed up now. I'm starting to think otherwise. Um, <laughs> Well, talking about the access and stuff, like, with, now was the center considered an expansion? Or was that considered... Was no, that was free DLC. Yeah, free DLC. So, like, Scorched Earth is paid an expansion and the center is just an, ex- an extension? Yeah, it was, yeah, that free content. It's free content. I think they only did that because it was a mod at first, and people would have been pissed off if they had taken it over and then charged everybody for it. Like, made them, you know, delete the old free mod version, pay for this. What they'll eventually do is they're eventually going to absorb. Absorb. Absorb what? Yeah, they're eventually going to absorb some of these mod makers into their business. And those will be the people that are going to be making some of this paid content. Yeah. It's definitely going to happen. This is definitely a, a, you know, it's like a win-win because you get to have content being made 
while not having to really hire somebody on full time. And then if they are really good, you can offer them a job to actually come on the team as a more full time person to actually make more paid paid content for the game. So it's actually it's a it's a great business model. I think it's I, pretty good. I agree. Well, this is what our topic was about the other weekend. You know, we were talking about the mods. So now they're going to start paying modders to actually complete their projects and stuff. That it's it seems to me like an easy way to do just that. Yep. Might as well add some more bakers and pop out some more bread. Right. If, I mean, if they're the already, I like they're bread. already making content yeah. for the game. It's not like you have to look for people to do it. You just be like, yeah. hey. You guys already are already doing, doing this. What if we give you a little bit of money and we'll keep an eye on you and make sure you're doing it correctly and then oh, yeah. release it. And they, get exactly. to see, and they get to see what they're doing. It's not like when you hire somebody and you really just have like the resume to go off from. If they don't have like a bunch of credentials or something tangible to show this is what I've done. This is what I accomplished. This is an example of what I've done. Like they see firsthand one how these modders deal with the public. Two, how professional they are. Look at their Steam Workshop page. Look how much detail they put into it. How engrossed are they with the community? At Eco from Ecotrees has her own Discord. She's very active in it. She's active on her workshop. She puts out badass content at a high rate. No doubt in my mind, she probably wasn't one of the first modders that they were like, hey, we're going to do this and we need to get her on board we need to get her in one of the one of our paid mod program because they'd be really dumb if they didn't you know right. so i think that this is a really awesome way to go about it because it's all of the work is done for them they don't they get to see this person in action they get to see their passion how often they update how they treat their community during the update how they handle the toxicity of the community because i mean they get a lot of shit just the same amount of shit that that wildcard employees get these modders get i mean I, I know we're talking a different language for like console people right now but um you know on these steam forums and stuff i mean they get it handed to them all day long you know and so I think it's definitely, they get to see them, how they work, sink or swim in this environment. I mean, ugh, it's it's an interview that doesn't even have to take place. So I think it's awesome. Super cool. I, this is one of the most jazz things I think that they've done in a while that's community-based that I'm just on board with 100%. I can't see a downfall in this at all, honestly. No, me neither. Me either. Well, I mean, last when we were talking about it for real on that last podcast, I know I made it like seem like I was just against it, and I wasn't against it at all. I was just no. like being cautionary. Yes, you know cautionary and applying it to other games too. You know, like right. what is this going to mean on the bigger on a bigger scale? Yeah, I understand right. that. Yep. No, I don't think anything about it's a bad idea. Oh just... hell no! And if it makes um, these people, what what a better thing to do is to be paid for something that you love doing. Like, I think not only is it making our ARC player dreams come true, they are really lightening the load and, and uh, making a lot of these modders' dreams come true. Because if they really like doing it, they're doing it for a reason. They're active, they're playing, they're part of the community, and now they get paid for it. Like, that, that's badass. Well, I just like it that they're awesome. going to be complete. You know, they have an incentive to actually complete yeah. the mod, and then, you know, it'll have a final state that you're not going to have to worry about. You know, unless the game updates and a mechanic in the game affects the mod, you're not going to have to worry about regular updates because the mod content will be, you know, finished. Yep. 
and you're not going to have to worry about further support and you know your mod not being freaking supported anymore getting broken and you're just going to have to yeah you're going to have to wipe updated. your server to take take care of it you know right yep all right we have one more one more question right yeah well how do you see 2017 panning out for art individually and for the genre collectively um i'm not a psychic so i don't know Okay, I'm just you. kidding. That's not what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a big giant fuck you. <laughs> All right, for ARC, it is certainly going to an exciting year coming up. In January, in particular, we have the long-awaited launch of the Jack Tier, which will put ARC into some serious sci-fi territory. Underwater bases teleporters, laser guns, laser shields, dinos with lasers, you get the idea. Then in the summer, not only do we have shipment of the full digital version of the game coming up, there will also be a very fun physical disc version. Beyond the retail launch, there are major expansions to the game on the longer term horizon, which will broaden people's expectations of what ARK is capable of and further test players' own video game survival skills. For the uh, Janair as a whole, along with ARK, I think the key is to keep innovating. It's not enough to just have a game about survival. You need to find something else, some other purpose to engage players over the long haul. But just like role-playing games can encompass a huge variety of gameplay experiences, so I think the survival Janair will be similarly flexible as developers discover how far they could take these concepts. Dun dun dun! A lot of exciting stuff going on. I like it. He's excited, yeah. I'm excited, I'm pumped. Me too. I want quests of some kind. Repeatable quests. It's weird. It's like when you play a role-playing game, you talk about how much you hate them, but then when you play other games like this, you're like, man, I wish I had something like that. It's yeah. oh, dude, it's a total yeah. catch-22. It's crazy. Well, see, I love the repeatable quests in Fallout 4. A lot of times, I'll just spend hours just playing repeatable quests. They send you to different locations. You may have a diff slightly different objective, but essentially, you're just repeating you know, these these random missions and it just gives you something to do when you got nothing else to do when you don't feel like engaging in some big project you can just run off a few of these missions and play the game and enjoy yourself and you know it makes it more of a pick up and put down type of game than something you gotta dedicate hours to playing yeah i i agree i think like if they did like quests i think it would be cool to not have like a storyline that i would have to do but you know like maybe a vendor quest maybe um, if there's something that I really need, like black pearls, and I hate going into the ocean, or I hate going these places, like maybe have quests as an alternative route to achieve like some of like the the stuff in the game um, for the people, a new avenue to do it. You know, like if you go and and um, collect X amount of argent talons or this or that, and you and you go here and you kill this dinosaur and you get this piece and whatever, then you could go back and like trade them in for X amount of like I think like a vendor quest would be kind of cool. Yeah, so that you would could be cool. like work towards getting like element or um, black pearls and stuff like that. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, just another method to procure items. Yeah, 
don't yeah. want to or don't have the ability to get the hard way or the right. other way. Yeah. Plus, I think that would also help when um, if you're playing on an official server and some douchebag like builds near where like all the penguins are and you can't get organic polymer or you can't do this like it'd be kind of cool to have the ability to at least work uh, for the solo players you know to kind of work and chip away at like a quest or achievements or stuff like that or even if it's an unofficial server like have the ability to toggle that on or toggle it off that would be awesome you know and for pvp please let me get a trophy case that i could put the implants in Ooh. Oh my god, that would be awesome. That would and just be so really I could cool. hang douchebag Joe's name on yeah, my wall. Have, and, yeah. Could you not have ass, a, a, I got that number. Could be a vendor quest alone for PvP? Turn in X amount of implants and get X amount of um, cementing paste or X amount of polymer. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that would be cool. X amount of element. Like, get out there and kill, kill, kill. Get those implants, turn it in, and get rewards. Like, that would be awesome. Ah, I, yes and no. I've, from my experience with Grand Theft Auto Online, incentivizing PvP really divides the the player base. I mean, and, and it, it can be an incredible pain in the butt because you got some players who are just trying to, you know, accomplish something. Right, do their thing, and then Go you got this PvE guy then. who's on that quest <laughs> to like make your day miserable. Right, and then like when when you like uh, uh, sign up to do a mission or when you accept a mission, it'll put sort of the reverse of that mission out to the world for everybody else to come and attack you. You know, that, uh, it, it's nerve wracking. It really, it can be really nerve wracking. If, if you're going into it expecting that, that's one thing. But if you're trying to really accomplish anything, it, it's, it's super hard to do when you've got every other person on that server all of a sudden decides hey, guess what? I get some, you know, experience and some loot and whatnot. Some extra stuff that I'm looking for if I go take out this one poor sap who's trying to collect, you know, X number of titles. But just like we X. said, you know, go to PvE then. Yeah, go yeah. to PvE. Or do it like they're doing the no tame servers right now. Make that an option for a server. Hey, this is um, a PvP quest server where we have five servers and we have a vendor and the, the currency are player implants. That would be awesome. Yeah, that's the bonus that Ark has over Grand Theft Auto Online in that respect. They really don't have a separate PvE, PvP oh, servers. Everything's yeah. just all PvP, so. Yeah, definitely a, a definite difference. Yeah, that makes yeah. a big difference. Yep. But I can and, see where it's, it, it can be rough sometimes. Oh, I don't doubt that. We were, le we were finding that out, like, on the No Tame. It was kind of sad almost because there are actually people going to the no tame because you know like when you log into into um the actual arc login screen it says hey we have these experimental servers go and try them out you know and like i don't think some people realize that it's pvp so like they go in and they're really trying to give it a shot playing with no dinos but they don't realize you're going to get your ass handed to you by all the trolls running around yeah. you know so i think that they Probably could at least throw up a one PVE no tame just for the people who wanted to see if they could because there were those people, but um they were really honestly trying to give it a go. But you just you're that's not what those servers are about, you know. So yeah, yeah, I can about see what where... your expectation is. Yeah, exactly, pretty much. All right, so are we moving on to Dino Spotlight? Yep. All right, let me find where. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Thank you. 
Come on down to Thermos Orthopedic, your one-stop shop for help with all your plots. We got dino to cover all your needs, from arms to alarms, from intimidating to intimate. Well, hello there. Look at you being all sexy, staring at me with those hungry eyes, like you could just eat me up. Oh, come on down to Dinosaur City. We can help you. To help yourself, pick the dino that's right for you. And remember, we have a special every week, and this week's special is... <laughs> Does circus music creep any of you guys out as much as it creeps me out? It fits perfectly, man. <laughs> circus music just creeps me out. Oh, that that one is kind of creepy. It reminds me of the uh, uh, what was that game called? Not Dead Space, the other good game. I want to say Bioshock. I think it's Bioshock. They kind of had that like circus music for certain things, which was really cool. Really creepy. Anyway. Yeah, it was Bioshock. Continue. Okay. That is Mr. Mr. Goons going to get us started with the Arthropleura in the wild. Well, the fact that this creature exists is enough to give me nightmares. Like other anthropods, Arthropleura tosingi has become much larger than I have believed possible. It's a very aggressive hunter, but prefers to eat meat after it's rotted for some time. It will ferociously seek out its delicacies. It's a passive tame, and it chops raw meat and, and chitin. It's uh, recommended it use a ghillie suit and some bug repellent for taming, so they are typically found in caves. And domesticated, like most of the arthropods on the island, Arthropleura is a simple-minded and relatively easy to tame. If you have the right stuff, obviously. It is an almost entirely military mount, useful mostly for attacking at a distance. Thanks to its unique defenses, whether hunting or warring, Arthropleura is generally safe from all but the largest of creatures. And one thing I think was really cool... Is it kind of more or less why they say it's really good for warring is because it's like has like a, a turret kind of a um effect where it can raise up and just like shoot shit. <laughs> so that's pretty handy, especially for PvP. But I do remember that you really um you can weigh those puppies down pretty damn fast. They don't really have a, a weight a really large weight threshold, so you'll have to like spend a little extra TLC in that department. That's very true. Yeah, because you and hop also, on and you're like, wee, and then it's like, er, it like doesn't move. <laughs> and you know what? I've, they get stuck pretty easily. Uh, 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 and if you get them in the right kind of situation, I've had them get stuck twice. Any buildings. of those insect-like dinos are buggy as hell. Yeah, they, they just get are. stuck on door frames and stuff really easily. And honestly, the noise of the Earth Arthropleura kind of really freaking creeps me. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like, I put some, <laughs> I put some, because um, now I have to, when we were going to do our PvP events on the server, now I got to flip my old base. I'm going to make it my own raid, and I had, um, I'm going to have to kill the Arthropleuras I have now, and then spawn in wild ones to guard our loot chests and then people can come in and run my raid kind of a thing so i'm excited about that but man that noise you get like 10 arthropleuras all up in your business and it's just like gotta turn that sound down it's just oh creeping me out oh i'm getting creeped out right now like i can't <laughs> i can hear it in my head oh but yeah not feeling it they do get stuck on stuff you're right you guys are yeah. right stuck all right, and sometimes some... to the oh, point sorry. where, like, admin commands you can't even unstick them with for some reason. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. 
All right, Goonie, what's some more info? Well, the Atherpleura blood has a very low pH to the point that it can dissolve many materials. This acidic blood splashes back on anything that directly attacks it, weakening the ability of weapons and, and hurting the attackers. Many creatures thus they refuse to prey on the Anthropora, fearing this unique defense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just getting some meat ready for the next one. <laughs> if that wasn't enough, Anthropora also keep a small reservoir of blood ready to spit at its prey. Yuck. Really, that's what it is now? Now they're saying it's, it's blood? Ew. Yeah. Yeah, because it totally can dissolve. Yeah, dissolve all of your, your gear and stuff. And fast. Yeah, super fast. Um, we have uh, added in from our, like we do every week from dododex.com. Uh, there are users that go in and share some tips. The first tip from user number one says, stay the fuck back. Bug repellent and gilly <laughs> seems like your best option. Also, a longbow and a lot of distance. If it spots you, duck and weave. Motherfucker, duck and weave! <laughs> <laughs> so, Seriously. And, uh, goon, uh, Donex user number two, has uh, another tip. Yeah, a full ghillie suit, bug repellent, and balls of steel. Because huh. these are scary to tame. They have a taming slot right behind your head. About where your saddle would normally sit. You must approach it from behind. And only approach it when feeding. Stay away otherwise. And um, I think we're going to add in, too, um, you can tame it with, like, it does uh, prefer the spoiled meat, like the dossier says. Um, but you can also use the broth of enlightenment, and that will um, speed up your taming super fast for them. So if you do broth of enlightenment, that's like their main mega food to tame with. And then spoiled meat follows after, and then uh, raw meat. Um, is like takes you 900 years, but it'll get it done <laughs> if you don't have spoiled me or broth of enlightenment. Well, this is like a, a level 150 takes like three of the enlightenments to get it yeah. fully tamed. Yep, that's uh, from uh, dododex.com. Yep, you're, that's right. So that just to keep, yeah, just to give you kind of an idea, like uh, Goon said, a level 150 off uh, from Dododex says three broth of enlightenments versus 45 spoil meats versus 297 raw meats. So you can see what route you'd rather go, you know, so. Choice is obvious. Yeah, the choice is obvious. So that is our Dino Spotlight for this week. And now we're going to switch it up a bit and give you a back-to-back -back main topic and minus the tip. Here we go. Here we go. Where are you? Where? Oh. All right. We have, I think, Lee, you picked this first main topic. Hmm. What is currently your guys' favorite, like anything? Any aspect of the game, any dino, any mod, any tool or weapon or whatever, what are you like fiddling with and enjoying the most when you log into play? Um, I put in here my favorite right now is building with castles, keeps, and forts. I'm, uh, it's, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Its full title is Castles, Keeps, and Forts Medieval Architecture. Uh, it was created by Exile Acid. Um, he uploaded it. He or she, I suppose, uploaded it to Steam on uh, 16th September last year, and uh, the most recent March or their most recent update was the 1st of March. 
Um, I put the URL in here in the show notes to the Steam community uh, mod page, so get to it that way. Um, it's really cool. Foe, I know you've got experience with it. Esme, I don't know if you or Goon have really built any with Castles, Keeps, and Forts yet. Have you guys? Yeah, yeah. built the wall. And on a role-playing server, I had it there first uh, last season. Right, right, right. Yep, and it was, I loved it. Right, it's got, what, like 90-plus Freaking love the bay windows. Yeah, it's got a bunch of different windows, like, the, the, and and each of the pieces has multiple, like, styles, right? Yeah. You got... Oh my god, it's, yeah, sorry, I just, That's how I made the shop look so cool, just like a typical, like wooden walls yeah. with the frames and everything it was awesome yep yeah, yeah with the wheel right is that what you're talking about like um when you walk up to the wall or a gate you can pick like frosted yep um you can make it look badass like an obsidian like it's possessed by demons like it's obsidian with like green highlights or you can make it just look basic or covered with moss yep. or yeah that's so cool Yep, and I like how when you swap between the stone and the wood, it changes the shape of the windows and everything. Yeah. And like, if you have like the, the triple lancet window when you cha- in stone, you change it over to wood, it becomes three square windows. Or you have like the bay windows that you can put in stuff, and it's it, it makes it really easy to make some really sweet looking buildings. Yeah, I agree. That is a really awesome, awesome mod. I didn't really mess around too much with, like, isn't there, like, a motorized gate, too? I didn't really mess yeah, with that. Yeah, the portcullis gates, they're yeah. really cool. Yeah, um, they're it, cool. It basically has a power keg that you place down near it, and it'll automatically string a line, uh, and it'll power the gate. And it works like an elevator. So when you run up to it and you, you click on it to, to open it, it'll it'll just say elevate, and it'll start opening it, and then you got to click on the door frame to stop it. Because I found out if you click on it to elevate and you just let it keep going up, it will keep going up. The The gate model will stop moving, but like the invisible portion of the gate or whatever is there, like the code, it just keeps going and going and going. So eventually when you do finally go to close it, it'll just stop it and you'll close it and then you'll have to wait for it to come back down as long as it was going up. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I mean, it could be like hours. It just depends on how long you left it still elevating, you know? And, and it's the same for when it's uh, de-elevating. If you just let it keep going down, it'll just keep going down forever until you eventually stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it's a little buggy that way, but yeah, it's cool. It's there. I put three of them in. Two are like my main gate into my my walled off area. That's I spent a lot of time experimenting with. Like, it has um, you know triangle foundations in addition to like the square ones, and you can use them to make thick like walls at angles and stuff um and for all the weird angles that you make in your buildings there's roof sections that you can use that also have slopes and angles on them so don't have to overlap like ramps and have them like sticking out at funny in funny spots you know what i'm saying yeah yeah sometimes when you use or like the regular wood roofs when you put them like at right angles to each other they have to sort of like overlap and stuff you don't really have to do that. They give you pieces to cover those gaps. So that's really cool too. The one, awesome. thing, I, the one thing I don't like about that mod is the amount of metal it takes for a oh, wall. Oh, lots of metal. Lots. Yeah, but it's yeah. raw metal. So you yeah, don't got to cook true. it. You don't got to cook it. No, but it's still super heavy and it takes a, a long time to transfer that much metal back and forth. Yeah. It's also a- being on the center too, it seems like. 
you know, you can get metal, but it seems it's like a lot of metal, but it's spread out. Yeah. Well, you, must, you have to build the walls before you get the metal. Right. Easier to carry that way. Yeah, true. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, just uh, crafting in general does that. When you craft stuff, it makes it lighter. So I hear you. Yeah, the only the only cons that I've found for that mod so far is, like I said, with the portcullis gates perpetually raising or lowering until you stop them and reverse it. That's like the, really the only only negative I've found so far. That and when you place a whole bunch of them like just pieces like walls and floors and ceilings and all that stuff it's i don't know if it's maybe it's just my machine but it seems like my frame rate has dropped a lot like it, i don't know it it seems like it puts a strain on the uh resources if you build something gigantic with it now have you uh sent an email or anything to the the modder about the gate have you you know mentioned anything to them or no, I didn't even really think of anything about it, like, as far as mentioning it to anybody until just now. Oh. I just I, I just kind of, like, forgot about it. I mean, I I dealt with it and just moved on. It wasn't like anything that I thought. Well, that's going to be fixed, because I think that was one of the mods that was picked up, too. Yeah, that'll eventually be fixed. Unless there's no way to fix it, if that's just how... Because, like I said, it works on the elevator mechanic. No, it's not just like a regular door or anything, so... The elevator eventually stops when it hits the top. Yeah, but this doesn't really have a top. You know what I'm saying? You don't lay down track or anything. You just place the, the gate frame and then the portcullis gate within it and then power it with the power keg. And it's just sort of like has an infinite track, I guess. Yeah. Both That's what I was wondering if you maybe put in like a ticket or something to let them yeah. know about it. No, I didn't even think about it, but I probably should do that. I didn't mean to rain on your parade, sorry. No, that's all right. <laughs> Just point out what a douche I am, thanks. Aww. <laughs> oh, we already knew that. Aww. <laughs> that is true. Oh, yeah. He's the not-so-fresh Mr. Lee Harvey at gmail.com. <laughs> hey, goon. You could email him at notsofresh.com. <laughs> <laughs> we have a uh, goon. You're right behind Lee. Always. <laughs> oh, you're such a creeper. <laughs> he just says always. <laughs> Let's see. Well, maybe I, like. I was going to say, does he need Smash to read him a nighttime story? <laughs> I'm telling you, he could just, he could put me to sleep. But it. He has that, yeah, that perfect voice for that. Oh, God. Tell you what, when he has kids and he reads them bedtime stories, they're gonna be some of the best memories they ever have. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, sorry, dude. Huh. Take it away. That's okay. I got my aspect. I still love the gathering aspect of the game. It's still my, one of my favorite parts of it. Problem is, I'm running out of space for the stuff I'm gathering. Uh huh. I mean, my our place is starting to look like a episode of Hoarders. There's stuff everywhere. Oh, <laughs> and you're not organizing it. It's organized, but I'm just. Oh. Oh, come on. What a dumb question. I know. You know he's organizing. <laughs> right? But the problem is, like, there's only 45 slots in a bookshelf or whatever. <laughs> and, Got 45 slots in the bookshelf. Ain't well, like, the one table has 300 slots, and I got it filled with metal ingots. At only 200 300? <laughs> yeah, there's 300, and each slot has 200 ingots in it, so that's, what, 60,000 metal? Oh, dear God. Give or take. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I got another 
another machine starting to fill up with it too. It's just, but I'm starting to change, expand that a little bit. I'm trying to start doing a little bit of taming now. I've never done taming before. I've never, I've done here and there every once in a while, but most of the time I just take what other people don't want. Like, yeah, anyone wants it? Yep, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm trying to do that and doing a lot of runs in the caves and getting a lot of ascending gear, which is a lot of fun because now I just like to walk, walk up to the T-Rexes and smack them in the face and kill them. It's just fun. With the, with the gear that I have on. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think, it's not uh, fun for the T-Rexes. Yeah, not fun for the T-Rexes. Oh, you get those, uh, the plastic shields and just right, hold it up. Yeah, they're just, they just come at you. They can do no damage to you. But they're trying their best. When they get right up in your face, it's hilarious. I'm picturing it. Now I want to try. Well, you have a shield in your cabinet if you want to. Awesome. I used to run around, before I <clears throat> really discovered the value of the pike and its knockback, I used to run around with a riot shield and a sword all the time. That was like my favorite. Yeah. Oh, it's, so, it's a lot of fun. It is. It is very much. All right, and That's Bo. what I've been doing. Hey, folks. Yeah, I'm here. What's up? What, what's your what's your main topic? I was scrolling down the uh, show notes to check it. Okay. Show notes. Of course, everyone already knows this. My favorite thing in Ark is the bear. It's my favorite dino. The bear. I made him like crazy. Um, I try and get one as early as possible because they pick up meat. They pick up berries. They keep you well fed. Um, they get you tons of meat so you could rot it out. So then you could tame other stuff with some narcs. And they could really go toe-to-toe with any dinosaur on the server, except for maybe a Giga. They could literally sit there, they could take on the highest level T-Rexes, Extinction Core, the Alpha Bear, I've been just going buck wild around the whole entire island because these things are just ripping everything to pieces. Um, They're just super strong, they're super cool looking because they're a giant bear. Um, The berries, the meat, and you could stand on them, which you're like, oh, what's the big deal, you could stand on it. Well, you could jump off the side of a mountain and surf this bad boy down to safety because you won't take any fall damage if you jump off the mountain. And on this mount, you could stand on its back. So you jump off the mountain, you're standing on its back, and you float down to land, which is, you know, a little, a little trick. Is it realistic? No, but it's fun. <laughs> and, I thought about doing that. And like Lee said, building. I usually spend most of my time building elaborate buildings. That's one of my favorite things. I love building. While like everybody else is running around, taming everything that, that, that they could get their hands on and doing all that stuff, I'm usually just at my base making it bigger. I got my bear. I'll get a beaver. I'll get the things you need to build better. And then I'm good with that. I don't really tame that much. I do a lot of building. Like I said, I get my bears, get the beaver, get a dodicarus, and I'm all set. And I'm just rocking and rolling. And uh, that's 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 how I like to play Ark. So that's my favorite thing is an Ark. Do you use a gun off the bed of your bear very often? Yes, because it's fucking cool as shit. Like, why wouldn't I be shooting as I'm running down at some... I'm, I'm, I'm blasting pistol shots. I'm shooting. I'm like... I wish I could hold two pistols. I have a hard time controlling the bear while I'm trying to shoot at the same time. 
they did a good job of it though like yeah, the, it's awesome. the uh, controls for shooting and then moving it's pretty good like i like it it's kind of like a tank yeah it's awesome but my coordination is not there yet bear mounted cavalry that's awesome i know man that's why i just love the bears man they're just so cool well, I am um, I'm all over the board. Like, I find it really hard to like just pick one thing that I like to do because I kind of switch it up a lot. But um, for a while, um, well, I think I always intend to build these elaborate builds, like you know Lee and Foe, and I think, oh, I can make it look all masterful and fancy. But it really always ends up looking like a crazy zany art project. <laughs> like it, like it always has. <laughs> Well, but see, that's your style, and yeah, we all, totally. like, recognize that. We can always tell when a building's yeah. been built by you. Exactly. You know, it's like, that, and, that, and I mean that, like, as a compliment, you know? Oh, thank you. You, you can always tell individual's style, like, yeah, sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt anyway. No, no, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a, a thing that each of us do when we build and stuff, and this time on our seasonal server, I really dove into the eco trees because we're originally going to do like PvP weekend uh, events, but then with the um, X score, the Extinction Core mod with like the multiple different tribes kicking your butt, we figured, oh, we really, and they can raid your base and stuff. Like, it's like we really didn't need to have the PvP weekends. If we didn't have that mod, I could see it being necessary to kind of add that extra element, but. We don't really need it now with the Extinction Core because we have tribes that, that come after us. But before that, I was, uh, you know, on the island where there's that little lagoon. There's that little lagoon on the West Coast Peninsula. That little dip in of the water. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like surrounded in rocks. And there's like just like this little shallow pond that's kind of um. hugged by the rocks on the West Coast. That well, peninsula I don't, I don't that know. sticks way out in the water, like right up. Working yes. The yeah. peninsula you had built your your snowman on. Yeah, that peninsula where Goon was building. If you go up the peninsula, north uh -huh. up the peninsula, there's a bunch of rocks, like in the shape of a C. Yeah. And then in the center of that, there's a little little pond. Okay. Well, this season I actually <laughs> use the shit out of eco tree rocks. I enclosed that rock mountain, I because it's just like a sea. I made a roof on it with my metal with metal roof and glass and anything I could get to work to fit over that. And then I just layered the shit of uh, of rocks and palm trees. So when you're flying over, you really don't know there's their. Base That's cool. There. I that, that is really cool, dude. You gotta see it. it I. You cannot tell that my base is there right now. I covered the whole thing in eco tree rocks, and then I covered the whole thing in eco tree palm trees and ferns, and I made a glass front window out of the S plus glass, and I can like look out, but it's so covered with ferns and and um, all kinds of just nature stuff that you can't see my base and inside it it's so awesome i did it with glass and you like you could see i actually got a couple um penguins swimming down below and i lit it up with the eco tree tech because with the eco tree tech mod i put the little tech lights that are blue down there so it made the water glow blue so i got like five penguins just zipping around and doing their thing down below and i've been building so everything is in this little bunker in a man-made cave you know it's really freaking awesome i'm so excited about it that is cool 
So I, I love it. And if you're not in my tribe or allied with us, you really can't tell. Um, if you're obviously tribe with me, you'll see like my dino names that I have under there. I have my guard. Everything that I need is in this little bunker. I have my garden going in there. I have some dinos in there. I have my egg and poop collector. Like everything is like functioning inside this little circle. And you can't even tell I'm there. It's I'm really excited about it. So I definitely tried an entirely different base uh, building idea this time and I was really, uh, um, and also I find that like normal, I love doing events with others on our server and in our gaming group. I like it when we get together, if it's just exploring or going to kill dinos on Carno Island to get stuff um, unlocked with the Extinction Core mod. I just like doing stuff whenever, anytime we group up. With one it's or a more blast. of us, yeah. it's fun. We have fun. We laugh. We goof off. Crazy shit happens. You know, just like Kirkano's flying over one day. I was I was building a Cross Realm Rebellion um, war hold in the center of the map because that's where a lot of crazy stuff is. There's wyverns flying over, big ass uh, gorillas, um, gigantopithecuses or whatever. Isn't that what those big ones are? Or are they the yep. megapithecuses? One of them. The big, huge, pissed-off gorillas are stomping around. Um, for, it's just death in the center of the map. And I built, like, a little stronghold there. And one day, there's, like, I did not know this. There's Rudolphs flying around and Easter bunnies um, hopping around on the map. And they're really rare. And if you find them and can you can tame them, that's just like, ah. So Kirkanos tamed a Rudolph. And I, had not even, I did not even know they were in the game. So he went to fly it over to me. Um, at our uh, stronghold and that was just like really that turns into an ordeal where I run out the front gate waiting for him to come and I did not recognize the fact that a rock golem was like a couple feet from me it gets up in the air it's pissed off it starts throwing rocks at our base um, and then so I run in and now it's attacking but since I put metal walls up we can't break in so but it doesn't give up so I run and I think oh I'm just gonna go aggro it away so I take off all my gear I go up and I punch it it starts to chase me well then I inadvertently um, ran by uh, one of the big gorillas and I thought oh what, what the hell I'm gonna run up and punch, <laughs> I'm gonna run up and punch that too <laughs> what am I, what I got to lose? so now I was being chased by a rock golem and a big ass gorilla and then I forgot that the gorilla actually spawns baby gorillas so then I was being chased yeah and then you get pinned <laughs> so Kirkinos is like I like He's like, um, <laughs> he arrives and I have like this huge ass pain train. So then the rock golem goes back to being pissed off at her base because his aggro range just isn't as much as those gorillas. So now I'm just like looking at my stam thing going, oh shit, oh shit, it's gonna, it's going down, it's going down. And uh, so I luckily did a, a circle around and I, I came back in our back door of our base and I got in and I lost aggro. But man, just something simple like, hey, I'm going to come over and show you Rudolph, like turned into this crazy ass adventure you know so i like doing stuff like that so um whenever i get bored or i uh have my moments of binge watching tv you know sometimes you just need to check out and play and do stuff and then sometimes you feel like you want to hop in team speak and get something going you know so i i think that's what i love um the most is uh doing all those different things and also my newfound love is actually going out and seeing what these drops have because extinction core you lose so much stuff in this game but i like it that they balance it with rewarding you with so much badass stuff that you don't feel like you're without for very long because you just get so much great shopping 
from uh, taking the chances and getting these drops. So the beacon's real nice. Oh, they're so yummy. So I, that's been my when I'm watching. Like I was binge watching uh, Black Sails earlier this week, and uh, I was just show. Yeah, I like I love it, and I was just watching, watching, and I was just taking. You know, diving down and trying to beat anybody to these drops, and I was getting lots of good stuff. Then I got killed by freaking Orange Tribe, and I lost all my shit, and then I had to go shopping again to replace all the stuff that got lost. It was just this big thing. So, yeah. But that's what I have most fun. That's what's making me um, have fun right now. I gave up on this on the no tame server. We got our asses handed to us because, you know, if you're not there monitoring your shit, there's, you know, it was a good experiment. But it, we really don't have the time or the desire to keep that up because it's just, it's not fun by yourself and it's way more fun with people, but you just can't keep anything long on that, that server right. because it's, they're bored out of their mind and they're looking for something to destroy. So I'll tell more of those shenanigans uh, next week because it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So yeah, that's where we are right now, but I think we're going to move on to foes topic. <laughs> Okay, foe. Now, with all this arc going around, I've been having a little dilemma lately. And my dilemma is, can you play arc and play other games? I know it's possible. I know you can do it. I've been doing it. But is it something that you can do? Like, I know a lot of people probably have a hard time with this, and I'm, and I'm totally not the other one. The only one. <laughs> To have me having a hard time because Ark is one of those games that just soaks you in. It just takes you and it soaks you into the game. There's so much to do, so much you got to do, so much you want to do. And is there time to play other games and also play Ark? Okay, so I think you were first? Yes, I'm first, so I might as well continue. Yes. Well, I've been finding the whole thing is like you come home from work or you get your time to play and I had just recently gotten a whole new slew of new games. All games I want to play, all games I'm super excited about playing and I am torn because it's like I want to hook up with my friends in ARC. I mean everybody that I met online they became more of like friends so it's like I want to hang out with my buds, I want to you know, play the game, laugh, talk, bullshit. And, but there's also a piece of me. I'm a gamer, man. Like, I'm a gamer gamer. Like, I like to play a lot of games. Like, uh-huh. so, like, I like to, like, get in there and play different games. And just Ark is one of those games that just sucks up all your time. So what I've been doing is I'll get on TeamSpeak with everybody who's playing Ark. And I'll just play whatever game I want. And I'll still hang with all my buds and talk to them and play with them. And play my game. And then usually at the end of the night, I'm always back in ARC. Because I got to feed something. I got to check up on something. And that's what, I've, that's, what, that's what I've been doing. So I've been playing my other games. Hanging out with everybody in TeamSpeak. So I'm not like missing out on none of the gossip. I'm not missing out on any of that stuff. And then at the end of the night, I jump in ARC and I uh, do my thing. I think that's a, w- a good way to balance it out. I think. Yeah, that- definitely. It, yeah, and I think that's one thing that it kind of makes it a little hard for like console players and and stuff and PC players is because we do have like that little barrier there. But being able to hop in TeamSpeak or even um, having it on your phone, you know, you can still well chat consoles and, now you could chat 
easily. You could make a lobby, yeah. You could chat and you could play whatever game you want. Like you don't gotta be playing the same game that the people that you're in voice with are. Yeah, which I is pretty like, cool. TeamSpeak is separate though, right? No, it's not Yeah, TeamSpeak is yeah. separate, but like consoles have their own sort of TeamSpeak built into the console now. Okay. It's not TeamSpeak, it's just their own AI, you know. It's just yeah, their own I was stuff. just talking about like trying to blend those two worlds, like us pe- people playing games on our PC. Like when, like when you cross over and play on your PlayStation, or because you just got one, right? You just got. Yeah, I yeah. use my phone, so I use yeah. my phone. I use the app on the phone, or I have the PC is not too far, so I just pop the headphones on that are on my PC and I'll play. Yeah. Yep, and then just recently, like, you and Lee have been um, working on your painting of your models and stuff and hopping in TeamSpeak, too. Yeah, know, definitely. Like, TeamSpeak's yeah. great great, great for that. It's really good. Yeah, it's, it's a very versatile way to keep up with your gaming group members and being able to touch base with each other, too. I know that's how Iron would get in and chat. Theodore has jumped in while we're recording every now and then, and, you know, it's definitely our console gaming group members are... Um, definitely available to hop in and stuff, even though they're not playing games with us. <laughs> so, definitely helps. Could still hang out. Yeah. Keep up. Don't feel like you're out of the loop. All right, Goonie. What's your input? I knew this one. I told him, I was like, oh no, this would be a good one because Goon can't. He has a hard time flopping around, uh, checking out other stuff. Yeah. Like other games? I don't yeah. think so. I have a hard time going with another server in the same game. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I stick my one server. I do what I need to do. It's and where everyone's doing the cross realm server right now. It's pretty lonely on my server, but I get a lot of stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I would like to do more. Just my personality won't allow it. I'm not much of a gamer, as, as to say. You know, I like playing a lot of the games, like playing different console games. Is uh, there's some PlayStation games I've been playing it lately, but my life's been arc and trying to get on other games just doesn't work for me. <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone else has that kind of problem that I do, but oh, I'm not I'm that sure. kind Funny of hardcore. Do. Like I like I have a on a Esme's server right now. I have a a person over there. This I think it's hiding out at Foe's place. I logged out a couple weeks ago over on Foe's place. I don't know if she's still there or not, but <laughs> there's someone there. That's what that's the extent of it. I've been there for I think an hour or two hours. That's all I played on that server. There's no squatters on my place. <laughs> well she wasn't squatting when I left. <laughs> she's squatting now. Oh goodness. That's my whole take. I'm not you know, I'm not much to talking how to play other games and console your time because I'm not I'm not one that does it. Well, hey, that at least you try. At least you tried, and you haven't given up entirely. I think it'd probably be good if we did like a tour on it, so then we can, you know, get you in and you can see some of the stuff, see where everybody lives. Um, and my input is, I just I feel like it's hard when you're adminning a server because you don't want to spend too much time away, so you don't lose like feel like playing another game or another server. 
um, because you don't want to feel like you're ignoring the server that you're adminning. But also, um, being podcasting about a game, I like to get my hands in different kinds of servers to kind of learn a little bit more about the community and the vibe and the mechanics and kind of the, the feeling of it. So I don't like to really keep to just one server all the time every time I play ARC because I just think that would be stagnant. I can't really talk about something um, firsthand if I haven't even tried it. So I do like to hop around and, and try stuff like that. Um, so I think that's hard for me to find the time to spread myself out on these uh, different types of ARC servers. But so when I do play other games, they're normally entirely different. They're not another survival game. I've even stopped playing World of Warcraft because it's too time consuming. I cannot play two games that are that are more time consuming. And Ark one because Ark is so it really like it really allows me a more creative outlet with uh, creating whatever type of world I want, my base that I want, the colors of everything like the creativity and the mods and stuff that we have available, it just makes it that much more delicious that I had to stop playing World of Warcraft because it just was not even holding a candle to what we have going on. And um, so when I do play other games, I find that I like to just get in and play like the fast games, like like the Paladins or um, just new little free-to-play games that you just hop in and check it out and try something new on a whim um, because, you know, I like to do that if I start feeling a little burnt out. Um, and then I also just like to sometimes take a night off and a binge to watch some TV or just uh, do yeah, some, some Netflix. Yeah, do some Netflix, some Hulu. Um, do some like you guys um, are starting to do your your painting your models. You know, sometimes it's good to just unplug from gaming entirely. For, you know, every now and then, especially with summer coming up, it's it already is going to get. You know, the weather gets nice. You got a lot of places to go. A lot of um, functions go on during the summer. Weddings and graduations and picnics and reunion. All kinds of stuff goes on, you know. So your your gaming time gets a little bit more limited. So, um, but I definitely think variety is the spice of life. Even when it comes to if you're an ARC addict like a lot of us are. I do think it's it's just healthy to switch it up. It's healthy to to try different stuff and, and keep in touch with your friends and pop in and say, hey. But, you know, I think that's, don't feel guilty about it and don't feel bad and definitely get out there and take baby steps. If, it, if you're in a situation like Goon where Goon really feels like it's not within his, his makeup to be able to expand out that way, it's easier if you just try a little bit at a time. You don't have to dive in head first. You can, tip, you know, dip the toe in and, and try, you know. So expand those horizons and arc. Do what I do and just... Don't be intimidated by these different type of servers. Get out there and switch it up. See if you like something new. See if it's a little bit more challenging. You know, they're offering different options for you. Why not try that? So that's how I do it. A little bit at a time if you're struggling. And definitely um, variety will help you get burnt out or it will help you avoid being burnt out, in my opinion. So, Mr. Lee. All right. Well, <clears throat> I play other games more than I play ARC now. Um, I would, I used to be an ARC addict. I just eventually ended up getting burnt out with it. Um, but it's, I look at it like this. I've played probably thousands of games in my life, right? How many of them do I continually play that I always come back to at least once or twice a week? You know, I spend at least 
two or three hours a week playing. Very few. And ARC is one of those very few. So, I don't know. I don't know what that says. Just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, you know, my number one game to play right now. But it's, um, I haven't abandoned it, you know. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm really fucking tired. <laughs> what you're <laughs> trying to say is that you gorged on the cake for a very long time. You still like the cake, but you kind of slowed back a little bit because you went a little bit, you know, crazy. Because <laughs> you, you did, you know, you kind of went in balls to the wall. You know, you did play a whole hell of a lot of arc. You'd done a lot of building. You've done all kinds of stuff, and sometimes it's just nice to step away and play at your leisure while switching it up so you don't enti- get entirely burnt out. I think that's what you're trying to say, because you yes. do like playing Fallout, too. And there's other different games that also share your love and attention for gaming, but they all do something different. They all scratch a different itch, so you just switch it up throughout the week. Yeah, I mean, I play a lot of Grand Theft Auto right now, but I won't be doing that forever. I can already feel myself starting to... Uh... Get that, like, okay, why am I still doing this? I could be playing right. something else right now. Yeah. You know? And every game comes to a point like that. And it's only the really good games that even though you still feel like that, sometimes when you play it, you still keep going back to that game. You know, so yeah. I think that says that Ark is a, one of those really good games that even though you may get tired of it and you may be going off and playing other games and spending a lot of time, like, on the new Shiny you're still going to come back to it because it's still got something that draws you to it. And I, one thing I've noticed about arc two in keeping people, it's like there's two different people, two different types of players. When you go to play arc, there's the ones that once they don't, they don't even scratch the surface of the game and they, they, they snub their nose. They don't understand it. And then they never log back in. And then there's the players that actually, scratched the surface, got in, and got got into the game and actually started to see it unravel and see the potential and all of the ways that you can totally just make it your own. And those that's why we keep coming back because we there's just unlimited if you're if you are a creative person and you have like that um ability to go out and, you know, because it's a sandbox game, you know, and I know I've talked about that before, like, you're either going to get bored because you're, you need that carrot on a stick (laughs) to keep you going, or you're going to make it with, you have that initiative, you know, to log in and go, what am I going to do today? What goal do I want to do today? Do I want to try to tame this dino? Do I want to try to knock out this cave? Do I want to try to upgrade my gear to all of this? Like you, you make your path and you walk that path. And and I feel like, um, I think there's a lot of people that at least, um, friends that I've played World of Warcraft with that are so used to the carrot on the stick, like, not having that is super intimidating to them. Like they like the restrictions and the in the cap on fun, where you the end game is exhausted. You know, where we as um PC players even we really don't have that end game exhaustion because we can constantly switch up a map or switch up a gameplay. Like even PvP servers right now, we totally remove flyers just to give it an extra spin you know like there's always some sort of tweaking some sort of something you can do to make it new so i think that that keeps us all um if we really bought in and we're really in like all the way 
whether you play one day a week because that's how much time you have or you get to log in and play every day of the week. Like, you're still coming and, and spending that time to to do that. So Right. The, the, the reward is the incentive. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's like whatever specific thing you take the pleasure out of doing, like Goon with his hoarding. <laughs> that's yeah. his incentive. That's his reward. Yeah. Just by the very act of hoarding all that stuff, that's what's fun. Yep, I agree. Yeah, you get to pick your avenue, and you get to go go that way. And sometimes when you want to play other games, you know, if you, when you want to play something that you don't have to rely on that, when you just want a clear objective, that's that's okay too. Absolutely. What's nice, like, like my with my hoarding, it's finding you know someone who likes to build. It works out yeah. good. Yeah. You tribe up with people like that. <laughs> yep. You, definitely. That way, the hoarding can continue forever and exactly. ever. Ever and ever. And you get these people who build these <laughs> wacky buildings. And... <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I think it's time for last call. It's closing time. Pack up all those titles and head out into the real world. It's closing time. Oh, yeah. You don't have to go, but you can stay what? here. But I wanna. I don't want to have to log right now. No, I don't. I don't want you to don't have to log right now. But it's closing time. The rated R is ready to pull the plug. All right, guys. Do you have anything, any info? We forgot to share some shout-outs, future events, contests. Share them now. Oh, wait a week. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> Negativo. Well, I think I'm going to give you the, our basic whatever we got going on right now. Um, if you want to join us in game in Ark Survival Evolved, or even we still have a Conan server up and running, um, I don't think we're going to re renew it right now. The interest is kind of really faded in our group. We're totally rocking out... Um, the survival arc survival involved the extinction core it's just totally reinvigorated the game for a lot of our game group members so um if you want to join that server and you or you want to join us in game you can go to ratedarc.podbean.com and click on the little link and infographics on the right hand side it'll take you right to where all of our business is at so we do have a public um rated arc uh discord that's just where if you have a question you want to give us a shout out you want to talk blah blah you can do that or you can join our gaming group, and we have a Discord that we're very active in all day long, talking about all different kinds of things, gaming, not gaming, what we're eating, what we're watching, all that jazz. So that's where you will find us. Um, yeah, and if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, it's at RatedArc. And if you want to send us an email or a voice clip, or maybe even uh, if you are a content creator or or you think you might make an amazing interview, um, get a hold of us at RatedArc at gmail.com. Yes, there's my stuff. All right, so we're going to move into our... We're not doing Would You Rather this week. We are doing our crazy product show and tell. All right, foe. What, what, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> the, the title alone, dude. Let me ask you a question. Is there a link to it? Because I don't see that. It was, there was, I found links, but it goes to eBay. And like eBay, it's hard to get the link. Oh, okay. And I was also on my iPad. But you could easily look these up. It's not yeah, that I'm hard. Really, oh, dear God. 
And here's the thing. Have you ever been a dude who's just been, like, upset that your parents made the choice for you that you should be circumcised? Oh, I don't like where this is going. Now you could reverse it. You're not gonna like it. I just googled it. With weight, with with um foreskin weights. <laughs> oh They're um a simple set of weights that hang on the edge of your foreskin, <laughs> and it uses gravity to oh. pull your foreskin your foreskin back down, stretching it. My foreskin to, hurts. You know. You don't even have one. <laughs> Basically, it's you know reversing your circumcision. Right. <laughs> Slowly I, but surely, until eventually you no longer le need the weights and the skin just stays in place. I don't know. I I made the grave error of actually copying and pasting your um, thing you said. Foreskin stretching weights to reverse circumcision. And I copied and pasted it in Google. So um, I tried to pick the most tame article I found. It was off from vice.com, which is probably... <laughs> It says it takes a lot of dick tugging to get your foreskin back. That's the title <laughs> of the article. Oh, oh my <laughs> god! It is a guy playing tug of war. You see, like a guy. I put the link in the show notes. You see I don't a guy, need like, to pull, see it. Pull, no, I know he's like literally like. pulling on the penis, like he's pulling on a rope, you know. And it's like, for as long as men have been getting circumcised, some of them have been trying to regrow what's been lost through various stretching and tucking mechanisms. Oh goodness, yeah. There's a whole write-up on poor. Poor old Ray James. He, uh, he rises before dawn. He fixes himself breakfast. He checks his email, and then for 15 minutes, he straps a device onto his penis to stretch out his foreskin. What? This is entirely different than your weight mechanisms. <laughs> it's just a simple stretch. Like, oh, I don't understand it. It's for 5 to 15 minutes. Oh my God. Some people wear them all day long. Well, this is a device. Like, you actually are putting your twig and berries in this device to stretch out the foreskin. Uh, yeah, that's that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Like getting a turtleneck back in shape. Oh, oh goodness. But just think about the outcome. <laughs> you could be called Earthworm Jim. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So um, <laughs> so good. What do you have for us? Nuffleupagus. Oh dear God. <laughs> Ew! This is disgusting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah, mine's the uh Ew. It's an iPhone charger that looks like an umbilical cord. <laughs> <laughs> and if you hit the video, it moves. If you watch the video of it, 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 it looks like it's sucking on the phone. Ugh. I have a gag reflex going on right now, like I feel it. Ugh, the moving part. Oh, it's a picture alone. Well, this I, was done by an artist who wants to represent how the phone has become such a part of our lives and it has its own umbilical cord. Oh dear god. <laughs> I really want to vomit right- like this is just grossing me out. Like, I don't... No, god. it's just gonna make me vomit if our tax money went to fund his uh, grant to, <laughs> as an artist to do this. Oh my god. If I if I paid for him to make that, then that's that's gonna make me vomit. Oh my goodness. Oh, there's a video? Oh, is it in Yeah, watch the video. I wonder if it's in English. I don't know, I turn the volume Ew, off. I just, yucky. just to watch it. <laughs> Ew, it twitches and moves. I ugh, 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 ugh. <laughs> I can't watch it. That's so nasty. Well, stop watching it. I stopped. I clicked back on the show notes. Ooh, I got goosebumps all over. It's so gross. It's so gross. 
Yeah. And you've had two kids. Oh, do get, oh, goodness sakes. <laughs> so, did you have any, um, did you, oh, fall into the bathroom. I just fell back at, no, I don't know. Did you have any, um, uh, products, Mr. Lee? No. All right. No, I can't, I, there's, I, yeah, I'm not going to bother trying to top this. Oh, yeah. That's, let me tell you. I don't know when foe will be back, but, um, this uh, one. The other cord looks like a leech. Oh, God. It's, it's twitching. It looks way too lifelike. I just can't. I just, I can't. But, um, I, one of my, one of my items I found was the, okay, here it is. Today, after years of secrecy, autopsies, and extraterrestrial bodily fluids, and Tijuana tequila cocktails, humanity jumps once again into the deepest pits of indecent horror. Pits which we thought wouldn't, we wouldn't revisit again after the talking clown urinal, the sickening Jesus witch, Jesus witch, and the twisted SpongeBob SquarePants singing rectal thermometer. <laughs> we now have the Area 51 sex style with three boobs. Comes with free alien lube. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's a love doll they never wanted you to know about. For years, they locked it away, kept it classified, and tried to prevent man from enjoying extraterrestrial pleasure. Now you can experience what humans have fantasized about for decades. Incredible sex with an alien. It's... I'm not going to say what it says. It's... I can't... I'm not going to say that. It's meow meow shaped mouth. Three simple <laughs> Can't make myself say it. Oh, it's meow mouth, you know, shaped mouth. It's three simple breasts and suction cup fingers and ass-shaped ears. Ass-shaped ears? What? Ass-shaped? What does an ass-shaped ear look like? I need to get my uh, eyes. That's crazy, <laughs> huh? Interesting. Um, okay. It's ass-shaped ears make it the kinkiest love slave in the galaxy. Suction cup fingers, three boob. Uh, yeah, nerd approved apparently. So, <laughs> so um, it's so apparently this has been something that us humans have been uh, wanting around for quite a while now. Apparently decades. Apparently decades. So, if you would like to get your hands on an Area Fifty One sex gel, the link is in the show notes. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> Did you see it? What are you ooing about? Is it goons or mine? Both together. <laughs> What if you plug in the umbilical cord phone charger to the belly button of the alien thing? Yeah. <laughs> or the, what it said that it has asshole ears. Yeah. Like, that's interesting. Well, you, you know, if you want to get in on the earlobes, you could get Something. in more ways than one. Yeah. They're not just sci-fi doors anymore. Exactly. They're just not sci-fi doors anymore. My God. Oh dear God! Yeah, it says three out, three out of this world love holes. All right then. So there's a love hole for every boob. Or is it three boobs? Three out of sight love holes. Why isn't there a male one? Like with like three doms. (laughs) Why do we only have female alien sex dolls? But like trip dongs, you know? (laughs) Okay. Trip trip dongs. That sounds like a great band name. Lee Harvey and the Trip Dogs. 
<laughs> I guess that makes you guys the trip dog, so. Oh my god! I didn't even think that! <laughs> as long as I'm the middle trip dog. <laughs> oh god, I did them all good to that one. Yes, Damn it! As long as I'm the middle trip dong with my with my hood that I made from my weighted foreskin weights. Oh, that's so nasty. Oh god. But before I found the sex toy, the sex alien with the three blush rolls, I I, I stumbled upon um just an article. It was on Thrillist.com, and it was, I'm not, obviously, don't, don't want to talk about all 24, but there was some crazy-ass, uh, weirdest food items you can buy on Amazon. Um, just quick, there's a unicorn meat, uh, there's crickets, sour cream flavored, salt and vinegar, and bacon and cheese! Yeah. Would you guys eat those? Not a chance. Unicorn flavored meat is terrible. Crickets. Not unless I was starving to death, like, literally starving to death. <laughs> Yuck. $8.10. I'm with the cat's ass, salt, and pepper shakers. I know! I saw that! I was like, are you kidding me? It's a cat. Two salt and pepper shakers and with the little, like, the cat's buttholes are where the stuff comes out. So... The one's really red and inflamed. <laughs> awful. Oh my god. And then, what is this? The Chinese century egg. These preserved eggs are a fairly common dish in China, but aren't really a hundred years old. But, like, they might as well be. They look disgusting. They're black! Like a black rotted egg is so nasty. Oh, and hey, how about the um, 50 Ways to Eat Cock uh, cookbook? Uh, <laughs> you know, because there's not just good, uh, you know, there's not just more than recipe. one way to eat it. There's, there's 50 recipes. ways. A little bit of peppers and onions, you know, have a little bit of sausage and peppers. Yeah, it's healthy chicken recipes with balls! <laughs> Talking about not wanting to eat some, I'm just watching my girl struggle trying to give my dog a pill. You know how that is. As a German Shepherd, you know, it's like hard to get a mouth open on oh, a German Shepherd. Oh, man, you need, yeah. You and then she put it in her mouth and she just hacked it back up. Oh, put it man. in a piece put of cheese. Put it in a hot dog. We always pop them in a hot dog and give them a hot dog. <gasps> yeah, I put it in a piece so of cheese and give it to my dog. She bit yeah. your fingers? No. Oh, it's the dog bit. Yeah, so yeah, okay. 50 Ways to Eat Cock Cookbook, in case you're looking for some early Christmas presents for the fans. I, I, I want the book that's 101 ways 101 to eat ways it. To eat cock. Well, Disney, 101 ways to eat cock. Well, Disney put out a book, a cookbook called Cooking with Who. Oh, cooking! Oh, you are so crazy! No, uh, it's, it's a book called Cooking with Pooh. You can look it up on Amazon. Cooking with Pooh? Yeah, P O O H. Yeah, Pooh is like a character. Yeah, oh, Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. But the name of the book is oh, Cooking with Pooh. Of course Poo. they did. Cooking with Pooh in 50 Ways. I don't know. Disney's getting a bunch of slack because they have a gay couple in their new Beauty and the Beast. It's stupid. It's real. It's not a Christmas book. Yeah, the loneliest hoe. So stupid. But but yet they're totally cool with a girl making love to a beast. Thank you. Like, right. People are totally yeah, exactly. cool with that. Bestiality, people are yeah. totally cool with. Yeah, God forbid, yeah. And then there's, oh, hey, you know, for the, in case you really love your MSG, there's, uh, you can buy a 50 pound bulk MSG for $209. Do you find your daily diet lacking that distinct budget Chinese food taste? 
Do you find that healthy levels of sodium in your food just aren't cutting it for your taste buds? Are you looking to blow your blood pressure through the roof so you can get some doctor-mandated time off from work? Well, then this 50-pound bag of pure MSG might be right for you. $209 for 50 pounds of MSG. That's just crazy. Oh my god, I just got to the inflamed butthole cat. I don't you wouldn't really... think that MSG It's would funny be so because expensive. I think the That's... MSG... Go ahead, dude, sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so you wouldn't think it would be that expensive considering how much of it they toss into your Chinese food every time you order it. True. But if I'm they thinking... they were paying that much, you wouldn't think they'd be so liberal with it. Hmm. Because that's how they hook you. It's like that yes. weird. By the way, I think that's a main ingredient in the uh, 101 ways to eat cock. No. <laughs> MSG lube. Yuck. Um, oh, yeah. The cat's ass salt pepper shake. That's hilarious. Oh, and then the bacon lube. I think Goon could like that. Goon was, you, you've told us many times you like to put bacon oil on your, with your popcorn. But how about some bacon lube? Perfect, per perfect for making bacon on the beach. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, try that and we'll get back with you. Bacon lube, again, another ingredient. Bacon lube. Modern <laughs> waste. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, there, oh, the chocolate, this is for you, Lee, the chocolate gun with a gun case, because, you know, everybody needs one of those. <laughs> Um, we have, oh, <laughs> there's a South Park episode where Cartman is like, he's crying over his toy that got destroyed or something. So he pulls out that looks like this gun and he puts the barrel in his mouth and then he bites it off and it turns out to be a chocolate gun. You just reminded me of that. <laughs> he's all, <laughs> and he sticks the barrel of this gun in his mouth and he looks like he's gonna blow himself away and then he just takes a bite of it. Oh, gee, we'll see this, this works. They even have the little plastic case with the little eggshell holders. Um, hey, smoked rattlesnake. Who wants some of that? Mmm, yummy. I bet when Iron- I think that's something Iron Badger probably already has ate. Smoked rattlesnake. Most likely. Most likely. Um, speeding on by. Oh, what is that? Oh, kangaroo jerky, unicorn meat, Thanksgiving gunballs. <laughs> Ew, edible Back. dehydrated zebra tarantula. Ew. Ugh. That sounds delish. That <laughs> sounds amazing. <laughs> Yuck. That sounds delish. Sprinkle some MSG on that bad boy because I'm going to yeah. want seconds. Oh, dear God. Yeah, so hey, there you go. That Those are my craziest items. Crazy I got, items. I remember back in the early 2000s when I was in the Air Force. A friend of mine showed me uh, there was a Harry Potter toy broom that they had what? released and it was a vibrating broom right and everybody thought Sweet. it was this great idea until parents started getting pissed off that their little girls were playing with this toy broom way too much oh my god <laughs> and this is real you can look it's still out there you can look it up that the, the, there was a recall just, on oh this oh my thing. god but come on you could use a massage wand if you really wanted to yeah, but that's well, different from handing your, your kid a, a toy broom from their favorite fictional wizard. Yeah, you know? I can see your point. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> You're taking these kids' innocence just like... Exactly. Somebody has to save Harry Potter. That's just nuts. <laughs> that's like what I think back... I think the big scandal was with little the little mermaid where somehow there were like penises like drawn into the, the box DVD. art. Yeah, the box art. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. real too. Those are you. Those things are expensive if you can find one. 
It's really? like, no, mom, I'm just sweeping the room again. <laughs> great. Or it'd be like, right. when you're at work, you'd be like, whoa, what? Why do you? I like to bring in my own personal broom. I'm like, like, mom, on the way home, broom. can you please bring home some more D batteries? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know you liked Harry Potter that much. Or even worse, if, yeah, that's, yeah. Even worse if your husband, like, takes a liking to the broom. He just. <laughs> Just like, hey, I oh, you're cleaning again? Oh, that's amazing. He's like, you want to see me make this broom disappear? disappear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, honey, I thought you always was a magician. I don't, yeah, that, oh, yeah, good one. There, oh, god, just, yeah, I just all of a sudden you said that, and then I scroll across a pigtail butt plug. So, hey, everything's possible. Just, I added one more link. Oink, oink. God! Oh, you added another link. Please don't yeah, make it pulsating. I'm kind of scared. See unhealthy oh. foot. I don't even want to look at it. I I, I can't. I just. Uh. Once I saw the words unhealthy uh. foot in the link, Bruh. I was like, I'm not clicking. I it. can't do. Uh. Oh god, that is all totally. Oh my god, these are some crazier ones. Teach, teach you what? How to can. What is diabetes this? to your foot. No wonder Listen all, I, I gotta pop out for a little bit. I just had something pop up outside. Well, I'll oh, see you right. later, man, because I'm gonna get we're, off here. We're so. heading out. That's episode 47, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Good night. have fun on that broom, foe. Have fun on that broom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still While listening. You're writing your new cookbook. <laughs> exactly. You son of a bitches, you I'm still have, listening. You don't have something out front. You're heading to Barnes & Noble. That's right. I need, I need a couple of C batteries, and I'm ready to go. Three pleasure holes! Woo woo! Get your aliens today! Yeah, that's crazy. Bye! You can reach the show by email at ratedark at gmail.com. Hmm. You can tweet the show at ratedark on Twitter. Uh oh. You can grab our RSS feed, get our show notes, and apply to join us in game at ratedark.podbean.com. I'll go up and hit him a couple times, and then I'll run away from the vultures. Where are you guys? Where's these vultures at? Oh, with the manacore. Oh. At this point, they're just a nuisance. Were you guys like trying to tame the manacore? No, we were gonna kill it. Oh, well, we're it's going not, to. <laughs> not going so Your far. um, your manacore <laughs> is pretty bloody, there, bud. Yeah, I think it's gone. I got faux diamonds too. Diamonds? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I got a sapphire the other day. What did I kill? I think it was a dra a wyvern was it? Yeah, it was yeah. one of the wyverns. You know what sucks is uh, when you're still you stand up before you're in your log while you're in your login screen. I'm probably standing up right now getting eight. Oh, if I didn't die already. already. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you oh, died. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Look at the silver lining, Bloom. 
With the silver lining, you don't got to worry about it. you'll be standing up because yeah. you're already down. <laughs> <laughs> you don't make no. Oh, god dang it, I got into a fight with a stupid Bronto. I'm going to worry about dying because you already have. <laughs> you could put a helmet on. Oh my god, I had no idea that you could put a helmet on NPCs. I think yeah, on some of them. Yeah, that means crazy Stegosaurus. What's a Stegosaurus? It's a baby Stegosaurus. Oh, Not anymore, it is. That's a pancake. It's your mama. Oh. <laughs> oh, hey, look, tribesmen. Good news, everyone. Good news. <laughs> hey, fuckers. Oh my goodness. Hey. Hi. Like that kid that gets bullied at school, and then he turns out to be a cop. Apparently. Oh, I thought oh. I said a cock. I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Oh my god, dude. How am I gonna deal with these gigantopithecuses on my back, though? <laughs> There's like oh, four no! of them just <laughs> I have this alpha quetzal now. You don't have a bed at your base? I should have a bed at my base, yeah. Why don't you put a bed on top of the titanosaur? That makes sense. If you like yeah. your base, put a bed in it. <laughs> oh, too much total... sense. <laughs> make a video if you like your base, put a bed in Parody. it. Parody. If you really like your base, put a bed in it. Just do it like I said, because I said it. This thing probably yeah. eats an obscene amount of berries. <laughs> like seven? I'm about to feed it like seven. There it is, that <laughs> <little> bastard. <laughs>